Coming up, we dive into the World of Outlaws Sprint Car Series Tulare Weekend, Talk Shamrock Classic, and another Sprint Car driver in a late model. Let's go. Today is Monday, March 14th, 2022. Welcome into Dirt Tracker Daily. I'm Justin Fiedler. With so much racing canceled or postponed around the country this past weekend, the World of Outlaws Sprint Cars really were center stage out in California. Certainly didn't hurt that we had Kyle Larson in the field both nights as he was able to travel back and forth between Tulare and Phoenix for the NASCAR weekend. On Friday night, Larson started ninth and was running down leader Gio Selzy, but he made a mistake in the closing laps that allowed Gio to get away and David Gravel to slip by for second. The victory was the fourth career outlaw win for Selzy and his first in California. It was actually back-to-back -to, -back to Larry wins as well for that KCP racing team. Through the midpoint in the race, we had a hellacious battle for the lead with Rico Abreu, Larson, and Gravel all briefly leading. But on, uh, on the results sheet, only Spencer based and NGO officially led laps. Your top five at the end was Selzy, Gravel, Larson, Rico, and Brad Sweet. Shane Gulbick was the only California regular to finish inside the top 10. On Saturday night, Larson came back to Tulare after practicing and qualifying his cup car, but didn't end up qualifying super great uh, in the sprint car. It didn't, uh, didn't end up mattering, though, because a sixth to second place run in his heat race put him in the dash. In the feature, Basin uh, again led early from the front row, but couldn't hold the top spot very long. Dominic Selzy took over on lap 10, which was a big rebound from his tough race the night before. Dom led through halfway, but Larson was on the move from that sixth starting position. He slipped by the 41 ass on lap 19 and drove away to the victory. It was Larson's 25th career outlaw win. Brad Sweet finished second, David Gravel was third, based in fourth, and Rico completed the top five. He got by Corey Eliason right at the line. According to Outlaw PR, Larson's chaotic back-and-forth weekend was possible because longtime sponsor Finley Farms and Jason Finley allowed Larson the use of their plane. His cup team and crew chief Cliff Daniels also approved of the busy plan going back and forth. Things didn't quite work out for Young Money on Sunday, though, as a broken valve spring ended their day in the cup race. Looking around the rest of the Outlaw weekend, though, there's a, a lot of other topics here to mention, a lot of things to talk about. First up, Casey Kane was absent from the Thunderbolt weekend, and then it cannot be a good sign for his rookie Outlaw season going forward. Kane had that big crash at Volusia in February, and after running some laps on Friday night last week at Cotton Bowl, ended up out of the car on Saturday night as Darren Pittman filled in. Kane is still clearly dealing uh, with the effects of that Volusia crash, so the most important thing is that he gets healthy here. It sucks, though, that he's basically out of the running for Rookie of the Year, as I think a lot of us were really looking forward to seeing him race all season. If he isn't able to keep racing down the road, I'm not sure what that means for the KKR9. You'd hope they could fill the seat with another driver, but I think there's a decent chance they just shut that team down again. We'll kind of have to wait and see how it plays out here in the coming weeks. And it was an uncharacteristic weekend for Donnie Schatz. His 18-race top 10 streak was busted on Friday with a 12th place result. And on Saturday, he ended up with a DNF because of a rare crash. It looked like he maybe caught the inside jersey barrier in turn two, and that sent him tumbling. Last time shots finished back-to-back -back nights out of the top 10 was last June during the Jackson Nationals. He slid back to sixth in the point standings. He'll be looking to bounce back this weekend at Merced and Ocean. 
With seven races now complete in 2022, David Gravel maintains the top spot in the point standings. He's the only driver to finish top 10 every night so far and has top fives in six of seven races. He now holds the longest active streak of top 10s with 15 straight. And his average finish of 3.4 through this opening stretch is by far the best in the series. Sweet tra uh, trails by 36 points with Sheldon Hoddenshield 42 back. Carson Macedo and James McFadden complete the top five. Shots and Shuhart are both outside looking in right now. I know it's easy to overreact at this point with Gravel out front, but there's still a lot of racing to come. 90-ish nights on the total schedule usually means we'll compete, uh, complete somewhere in the 70s-ish races for the year. So if that's true, that means we are 10% or less complete on the season right now. There's going to be swings. Guys will go on runs, so a lot can uh, and will change here over the course of the season. But I will say that Gravel has had a very good start to 2022. He's doing exactly what he needs to do in order to comp uh, really compete for this championship. The big question will remain, though, can he do it and be this consistent all year long? We'll just have to wait and see. In the win picks department, the DirtTracker.com analytics prediction formula was 0 for 2 on the weekend, picking sweet both nights. I was 1 for 2. I picked Larson both nights. The formula is just shy 21% for the year, while I'm a little less than 14% for the season. There are a lot more chances to get better this weekend. The Outlaws are at Merced Speedway on Friday and Ocean Speedway on Saturday. The other big show we got over the weekend was the Shamrock Classic indoors for the USAC National Midgets. This was a non-points special event, so not every series regular was in attendance. On Friday night in the feature, it was all Thomas Meserol. And when I say all, I mean all. He was basically in another zip code for the, the entire race. We did get a nice battle for second between Brady Bacon and Cannon McIntosh that didn't actually end up being very cordial. There were some questionable sliders, definitely some contact in there, uh, and things continued into Saturday night. Bacon ended up second on Friday with McIntosh third, Justin Grant fourth, and Jerry Coons Jr. in fifth. On Saturday night, the RMS teammates of Timez and Grant started together on the front row with Timez jumping out to the early lead. Unfortunately, though, he wouldn't be able to repeat his Friday night success. 13 laps deep, Kyle Cummins lost it into turn one, and Meserol was collected. He initially fired his 7X machine off, but then pulled right into the infield and was done for the night. That handed a lead to Justin Grant on the restart. And once rolling again, Grant had to fend off a challenge before halfway from Cannon McIntosh. But JG retook the lead and officially led the final 30 laps. Behind him, McIntosh slipped back into the clutches of Brady Bacon, and those two resumed their tussle from the night before. Things didn't end well this time, though. Past halfway, Bacon threw a slider in 3-4 and four that cleared McIntosh, but then Kenna McIntosh crossed him over into turn 1 to try to return the favor. The two ended up banging wheels and both spun out of the top 5. Neither looked super pleased with each other afterwards, but they were able to rejoin at the tail. Out front, Chance Crum tried to keep Grant honest, but JG drove off to the $10,000 victory. Crum was second, Daniel Robinson third, Joby Miller fourth, and Brady Bacon battled all the way back to the top five. Definitely a nice weekend for the RMS group, even with Team Ez's issues on Saturday. No points though, and because of that, these races won't go into the Dirt Tracker database if you're looking for them over there. The Midgets are back on March 26th for another special event on the pavement at IRP before returning to points racing on April 8th at Kokomo. And one of my favorite stories from the Shamrock Classic was the return of Grady Chandler. Grady was injured in a crash at Creek County in 2019 that left him paralyzed, but he was back at the track this weekend fielding a car for Ryan Timms. 
The team had some mechanical gremlins on Friday, but picked up an eighth place finish on Saturday. I know it's not how he wanted to be back at a midget race, but it's great to see Grady kind of in that car owner crew chief role here. Hopefully this is just the start for him going forward. A couple of news items I wanted to mention before we close it down today. First, we will get to see yet another sprint car driver cross over into a late model coming up this summer. Lance DeWeese will pilot a fendered car at Hagerstown Speedway on June 5th. He will honor Walt Dyer with a special brick paint scheme on the 461 machine. Very cool crossover, and the car looks great. Uh, you can see more on Twitter at LD Motorsports. I knew they're doing some special die casts and some special t-shirts as well. And in some other late model news, we've had some additions and changes to the upcoming Summer Nationals schedule. Red Hill Raceway in Illinois has been added on June 28th. Benton Speedway in Missouri will follow on June 29th. Montpelier Motor Speedway and Shady Hill Speedway in Indiana also have been tacked on. Uh, those will take place July 13th and 14th. And then in addition, Knox County Fair will move from July 12th to July 5th. And Fayette County moves back from July 4th to July 6th. No more TBAs on that schedule. We now have 32 race nights for the Hell Tour from June 14th to July 30th. Kind of back to that more traditional schedule we're used to with this series. To see the full Summer Nationals schedule, check out DirtCarSummerNationals.com. The only thing on the streaming schedule today is Flow Racing 24-7. To see the full daily streaming schedule with links to watch, visit DirtTracker.com slash watch tonight. And if you're a Wing Sprint Car fan, check out Wing Nation this week. I'm going to drop in and co-host with Ashley Stremme. Got some good sprint car topics to cover and a great guest coming up. You can find that show over at wingnation.com later today. That's it for the show today. Have a good Monday. If you have thoughts about the topics on today's show, please leave them in the comments below or tweet at me. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We'll see you tomorrow for more Dirt Tracker Daily.